This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. He's having a few internet problems because um, because of where he is. So um, I'll just do a quick introduction to if Chris hopefully we'll sort that out. So look, we're back. You know the score. We're back on the Spurs Chat podcast and... Another Spurs defeat, and with us today, along with myself, is James Back. How are you, James, today? Well, terrible, but okay at the moment. Yeah, (laughs) a bit like the rest of us. We've got uh, Channel Regular Ricky Norwood back with us. How are you, Rick? Oh, mate, uh, one of the highlights of my afternoon was you giving us your OnlyFans audition, mate. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Honestly, bro, what, you know, like, get it going, set it up, I'm sure you get loads of tips. Well, I I think I would have owed owed the punters money myself rather than them giving me money, actually. (laughs) Anybody wondering, it was just... It, it, it wasn't anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was the only one on the stream, and you know it was. Uh, it was it was yeah. Um, anyway, and uh, we got uh, uh, the brilliant Richard Whitehead back with us. Rich, how are you? How's it going, mate? Yeah, good, really good. Um, it's always a pleasure to be uh, on the show. I think it's my third time in a row after a loss. Brilliant. Oh, really, really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Watching that shit today, yeah, really poor. Uh, I'm sure we get into it, um, but um, it's been very much the uh, flow of the season. Yeah. How many times have, at the start of at the start of an interview after the game has the manager been or the so-called kind of um, person that's looking after the team said we can't keep giving the teams an early goal a lot. Mm. Every bloody week, so it's yeah, really poor. But yeah, always, always a pleasure to talk to you boys, and and obviously Chris when he arrives. <laughs> yeah, he might he might be finding better uh, better signal somewhere else, perhaps. So we'll uh, we'll just carry we'll on and um, dark place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we've gone to a dark place, haven't we all? Yeah, it's uh, you know as normal with Tottenham. There's a lot to talk about, uh, not only the club, which we'll probably come on to later, but let, let let's delve into the game. So. James, what's your overall? Um, well, oh God, we were talking about another defeat. What, what yeah. was your general thought to the the game overall as a whole and, and the lineup, which was of course the same as uh, the on, previous? On week. Of what, how you just sort of said it just then. I'm, 
I'm used to it and I don't want to be used to it. It's every single time. We're doing it, yeah. talking about the same thing now. And those first 10 minutes, you expect a goal. And I think, isn't this close to our record season of goals let in or something? And to go... Two through, behind, yeah. Two behind. Yeah, We've got yeah. two more to go. So. Nine isn't 61 is a record. Like, to go from how we, where we've gone from even the end of last season, you could tell that maybe Conte was papering over some cracks as well. Um, yeah. The fact that I was used to it, um, but it still hurts. I try and make it not hurt as much, but I can't turn it off. It still hurts. I try to be one of them fans to go, I'm not going to watch, I'm not going to watch. But I can't do that. And I know I can't do that no matter what. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, it's getting a bit worrying. I am um, can't wait for the end of the season. And that sounds bad, but I just can't wait. I keep putting myself through this every weekend and, and the results are the same. So, very despondent, very angry, um, but also used to it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I t- totally echo everything you said there, mate. It's, it's just like, you, you, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, w- I don't want to watch, but I want to watch, of course. And then it's like, you're not expecting much. And that, that's how it's getting. And, and Rick, what, what did you think of, um, well, the game as a whole today, just, just give a brief summary. Um, but what did you make of Ryan Mason as well on the sideline? He didn't seem very animated at all, every picture I saw of him today. Did, and did that seem like to you, because it's just my opinion, it didn't seem like, you know, the players have come out and said they support him and want to play for him. It didn't look to me like a team that, that really was giving 100% for their manager today. That's, that's just what I thought of it. Yeah, but they haven't been given 100% for their managers over the last four years, bro. There's been games, there's been, there's been times, there's been green shoots of kind of hope at times. And, and I've said many a time, and I know all of us have said this same line, hopefully we can build on that, hopefully we can build on that, hopefully we can build on that. And it might last a game or two before we kind of come crashing down again. I, um, I'm actually tired and fed up and kind of over being upset and angry and despondent and depressed with my side and my club. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've, I've gone through the, 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 the realms of grief, all the nine stages of grief. And um, I think I've got to the point where I'm just in that acceptance mode now, bro. Um, you know, we're, we're an average club with average ambition, with, uh, with some average players, and we're going to finish the season average and... I would. I was really trying to look at things from a positive point of view, um, but today after that, it just seems to me that whatever we do, things are not going to change at the top, and we're going to be that average side in seasons to come. Do you know what I mean? We're going to be back in the, the the bottom half of the table in the next seasons to come, especially if we continue playing like that. You know, um, it's a trait. It's something that's that's embedded in us. Uh, um, I don't think it's got much to do with Mason. I, I, I would have thought and, uh, and would have hoped that the win last week and the clean sheet last week would have given the boys some belief in Mason and the coach's tactics and where we're going and what we're trying to achieve. But that whole game today was utterly depressing, bro. Um, it, mm. was, it, was, it, was, it was poor from start to finish, really. Um, after they scored the free kick, I turned it off for about two, three minutes. Well, maybe five minutes. I stopped wasting my time with it. And then I turned it back on because I, you know, like James was saying there, you don't want to watch, but you have to watch. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know where I've come. I don't know where I am with it anymore. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, 
as a supporter of this club and of the good times that we have had, we've gone through it. We've gone through the bad. We've gone through the ugly. We've gone through some of the good. And right now, I'm just kind of like, we've just got to support what we've got. I don't think it's going to change. I don't think the board's going to change. After the Nagelsmann kind of um, reports uh, yesterday and day before, where the board, well, the, from what I've read, they, they were not prepared to change their ways for Nagelsmann, which says to me that they just want to stay average. Do you know what I mean? So I'm on that end right now. I'm a bit depressed, a bit like the team are. Um, I'm trying to find some uh, s- s- some good things to talk about, some good things to say, but there really ain't much. It's, it's very, very minimal. And, and everything that was good from last week has been stamped out this week. And the battle for a European place or for a Europa place, I think, is done and dusted, bro. Um, I think that's over. Um, today was a really big game, another chance for the, for the boys to kind of go out there and play for something. And, you know, a lot of them didn't decide to turn up this week. So that's where we are, bro. That's where we are. It's, it's sad and it's depressing and I'm down about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm fed up of being down about it. I'm fed up of being tired about it. I'm fed up of being depressed about it. So it's just an, a culmination of utter bullcrap. Do you know yeah. what I mean right now? Totally. And yeah, I totally get where you come from. I'm fed up of being fed up. I think we all feel that. Absolutely. Um, Rich, what, what, I think I'm right in saying this, that we have now conceded more goals than points achieved, which is incredible, really, for a team in the top half of the league, let alone the team that should be pushing for the Champions League, we don't, which we don't even look like that sort of team at the moment. How the hell have we gone burned through managers like Mourinho and Conte and the defence has got worse. I know we haven't improved fully in those areas, but how has that happened? It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Um, I've said for for months and months that um, there's a real problem with within within Tottenham at the moment and it it doesn't doesn't just escalate from the first team, the men's first team, it's uh, it's through the the women's team. Um and the whole spine and structure of the the club, and you need to have real direction and real focus from from the board and the people that obviously lead the club to understand and to educate the fans where the club's actually going for the to the future. Now, if they if they say to the fans that they haven't got any ambition and aren't going to invest in the club and they're going to be eighth or ninth in the league. At least the fans are no expectations, but I think as a as a club that we are, that we have ambitions to to be back in the Champions League, to be top four, to be pushing for trophy, then they need to put certain things in place, give the manager tools that enables the, the club to move forwards. In in, in what those... time does the car park? <laughs> You might have to explain what was going on there, Craig, because uh, yeah, listeners um, on podcast they might not understand what you're talking about. <laughs> that, that, that's brilliant. Yeah, we, off, off, it looks like Chris is on, he's on mute, but for it's some reason mute, we can hear him, which which can always which can always be bad in other walks of life, can't it? When you think you're on mute and you're absolutely slagging off somebody <laughs> and you're not on mute, which I'm sure we've all done. But, <laughs> carry, carry on, carry on, Rich. Sorry, that's brilliant. Was, 
Chris, Chris, do you want to borrow a fiver? You might be. It's obviously the car park shop, right? Okay. Carry on, carry on, Rich. I'll text you. Yeah, to sum it up, really, I I think there's there's real historic traits and behaviours that the club has had that's escalated until this this point, and um, obviously. The, the board, the directors have put into place really strong characters w- within that management position uh, in Mourinho and Conte. And they're not really bought into their philosophy by giving them the tools or giving them the, the financial clout to be able to move the team forwards. Um, and even with the Pochettino situation, it looks like he's, he's going to go to Chelsea. And the fans are clearly saying that his heart's in the club. He wants to be the manager. Give him the tools that you didn't give him in his last uh, tenure in the club. And let's, let's start the ball rolling. Uh, because yeah. there's no way that the cl- club can be any worse than it is now. I think um, Ryan Mason, um, however good a coach he is, uh, for a club of our size, we need to have somebody that's that doesn't just love the club or just know the club but knows how to put a winning team together and that is to grind out results that is to mobilize a team that is to make substandard players better that is to motivate our key players and whether that's Kane or Sonny or whoever um and bring something back to the club that we've lost over the eight, uh, last 18, uh, 24 months. And that's it. actually the players looking like they enjoy playing for the club. You, you see it on the, on the pitch even today. Just like players are out of position, uh, not tracking back, not busting a gut. At the end of the game, you want to see, and I've said this game and game and game that we've lost. You want to see players down on their, on their arses after a game because they've been busting a gut for 90 minutes to try and get a result for us. I'm not seeing it. I'm just, as a professional athlete, I know that when you, you say you give 100%, you ain't like standing on your feet, like going, oh, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe we lost that game. You're literally on your arse trying to breathe. Here's Chris anyway. Looks like he's uh, been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Looks <laughs> like he's actually in the ground. <laughs> Is he coming on as a substitute or what? <laughs> we play an extra time. Yeah. So, so Craig. Yeah, that's that's my kind of real summary of the club. It's. Um, I think for me, we're in dire straits. We need a massive rebuild in the summer. Um, my, for for me, if you were to say, any of you boys would say, what would you want to do first? I'd want to change the board, and have people in in the club that have the same kind of desire, commitment, drive as the fans do because it's it's just every home match that I've been to like the the crowd it's all negative negative like, like swearing at the players like it's just cussing all the time like there's no kind of positivity there and it just forces onto the uh, pitch and then obviously the players just don't give a toss so for me it's yeah. about obviously the directors getting the directors either to resign or kind of invest I don't understand why we've not been more positive with appointing a manager, which is uh, more confusion to the players in the club. And we definitely need to get rid of all these substandard players that have, again, last two seasons that are just those. They're not even seven out of 10 players anymore. They're five or six out of 10 players. 
they're not adding anything to um, to the team. I'm just yeah. looking at the, the football because um, uh, Notts County are playing Chesterfield in the final and Notts County have just scored. So it's 2-2. So, so a little bit of, a little bit of a smile here being from Nottingham. He is actually in the ground. I can see Villa in the background there. Are you, are you, are you back with us, uh, Chris? Are you are you back uh, back there? He's with Ricky Villa, not. Oh, oh, no. No. oh wow! Oh mate! So again, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, we can yeah, hear yeah. you. Can you hear us? That's a no then. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it seems seems that it's a lot better than it was. A lot better than it was. If anybody in the comments can see Chris or find Chris, he's at the ground somewhere. Please yeah, lend yeah. him your phone yeah. or if, if anybody, Wi-Fi. Yeah. If anybody's near Villa Park and you've got good Wi-Fi, <laughs> yeah. um, go and Chris, rescue him. <laughs> Chris, go and knock on somebody's door and ask him if he can use their Wi-Fi. It's like Keith Checker. Hey, hey, go and knock on somebody's door near the ground and ask if you can use their Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Annika Wright, Annika Wright. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, he's trying, I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, you have days like this, didn't you, in Tottenham, and yeah. you know, you're, you're reliant on technology, so I'll tell you, look, we'll just yeah, press on regardless. What's, what's, your, your yeah. thoughts, what's, Craig, what's your thoughts at the moment, what's your overall thoughts from the game? And um, going? Well, yeah, God, how long we got, I think we'll be here till Eurovision, I want to watch Eurovision <laughs> tonight, because... I, <laughs> That's the only Eurovision you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the only Europe I'm going to see for, for, for a season. Um, look, it, it, I've said, I've said on Twitter, and I, I actually put on Twitter yesterday a tweet that said, you, you know, this Pochettino thing's gone oddly quiet with Chelsea, but you, if you do have a look online, it says he's clearly in the final stages of negotiations with Chelsea, and you know, it seems to be done, sadly. But you know, it, it, it would just for me, as I've said on here many times. He since he was sacked, that he's been the one man that kind of can sort this mess out, in my opinion. Rick said it. Well, I think we've all said it at different points. Um, and he's, the annoying thing for me is he's out there and a the majority of fans, not all, but a majority of the fans wanted Potts back and he was available and we didn't even pick up the phone. You know, you're not telling me that Potts wouldn't have made a better fist of these 10 games I think we had left when Stellini took charge. Of course he would. Yeah. And and, and it just seems to me that the board, um, for whatever reason, and I, I don't think we'll ever know why, did not want to go back there. And they think they know better. And they think, um, for, well, I, d I don't think we, none of us will ever know, like I say, but why didn't they? Why didn't they go back to him? Or did they ask him? And he said, no, and we, we just don't know, do we? We just don't know. Um, I am, I'm a, Totally disillusioned with the club at the moment. They, it's kind of one of those, you know. They they get a result, they show a bit of fight, and it gets you back. Then it? it pulls you back in, and then the next week something like this happens. Where so many times, especially away games this year, we've just looked shocking. We've looked out of sorts. We've looked disconnected. The front three that were pressing, they weren't pressing together. Um, Kane was okay. I don't think he did much today. Sonny made the runs, but how many times was he offside? How many times were we offside as a club? You know, um, Richarlison didn't do much. We could go through the whole team. I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss it more later, but I'll tell you what, James, I, I'm the same as everybody else, just want the season done. Yeah. And if, for me, if we can't have Poch, Nagelsmann would have been my number one. 
and now that was obviously you know ruined everybody's Friday night reading the news that came out. So yeah, and I, 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 I those two like I can't get excited really about anybody else. Not really. No, no. absolutely, absolutely. And that's a scary thing, isn't it? <clears throat> you in and Jabby Alonso. Um, for me, he's only been in management. Well, he has only been in management since October. You know, what was the difference between him and Ryan Mason? Ryan Mason, I'm sure he's a lovely kid. Uh, well, kid's in his thirties now, but you, you know what I mean. He's a, he's a Spurs boy. I personally think he's not ready for it just quite yet, just quite yet. And I'd rather keep him at the club as a coach because I think it's very important to keep him around, definitely because he'd be that connection between the new manager and the players. So I think it's very important for him to keep up that role. But not for me, Arnie Slot. To be honest, a lot of the other guys I don't know too much about. Apparently, Slot plays better football or more football that we've kind of been used to. The, the um, is it Almiron, the other manager we linked with? Don't know anything about him at all, really. So it'd be unfair to comment. But yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, um, Nagelsmann was the one for me that that, that excited me. You know, because you know you. So and, and also, if it isn't if it isn't those guys, then do you excite Kane if it's not exciting any of us? Like to stay. Um, well, exactly. that, and if Kane goes, there's no way he will finish in the top 10. I can't see that, which is no. tremendous to no. say. Without Kane, yeah, that's massive. I, I, was I think, yeah, I, I think personally, I think Kane's going to be here next season regardless. Uh, and I think next season will will depend on what he does in the future, whether, say, come Christmas time, he thinks, right, OK, I'm going or I'm going to possibly sign a new deal. And it, right. But it, you're right, it all depends on who we get. He's been speaking lately and he doesn't speak a lot, really, does he? And it didn't sound to me like a guy that was going anywhere. So right. I, I think, you know, you know. so so let's... But I know it's a worry, but it's kind of the, not the least of our worries, but it's, it's not, you know, the highest for me. We got we need the director of football if we're going down that route, which we clearly are. And we need a new manager. You know, we got, what was it, 79 days, Nuno? Till Nuno was announced, something like that. I'm sure Chris would tell us, but yeah, it's 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 a mess. But look, we we've got to get on to talking about the game, and um, I don't, I can't remember. I think it was the 12th minute they scored. James, the same with you. Um, what did you make of that goal? Uh, for, for me, it wasn't that <laughs> the defending was all over the shop again. Yeah, it's terrible. But it was uh, it was I think it was the ninth minute or something like that. It was really early on. But mm. like I said at the start of the show, the thing that that gets me is. Oh, we must be close to a record for amount of goals we've conceded in the first 10 minutes. Like, this whole season has been horrendous. Like, we used to say about the first half thing. But recently, I think, isn't it 16 or 17 in about six games or away games in the first 10 minutes? And then Kane come out uh, a little while ago, last interview, when Kane saying about, we can't just um, start when the pressure's off. If you're a professional footballer, you're there from the first minute. And I think you could see his frustration with, uh, with the team in the first 10 minutes. And that was all there, and we all knew that. It's happened yet again. And I think that's got to come down to character, really, the character of the side. But not been switched on for those five, ten minutes. So, yeah, um, it was expecting it again, really. I, I mean, I was, what did he say then? What did, what did Chris say? Where, where can I get good reception? That's what Chris just said. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, yeah, it was obviously um, a bit of a roll of the eyes and expecting rather than, if that happened last season, I'd be like so frustrated and angry. Come on, we're fighting for this, we're fighting for that. But I bet most of Tottenham fans are like, oh, here we go again. Like, what's, here we are. And it's, it's, it angers you a little bit less, I suppose, if you're used to it. But I reckon come the end of the season, we'll all be quite um, uh, annoyed with the whole season, the first 10 yeah. minutes of the whole season. 
Yeah, that, that, that's the frightening thing, isn't it? Ah, Mr. Callan, are you? How are we? How are we going? You got reception, Chris? Can you hear me now? Yes. Can yes. you hear me okay now? Yes. 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 Brilliant. Right. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> I don't know where you guys have got up to, but from that first, first goal. Minute, um, first goal. I was going to say the first minute, from the very first minute, the fans were singing about Daniel Levy and the board. Um, very, very unhappy. The fans inside the stadium were very unhappy until Ryan Mason made the change of bringing Kulisewski and Basuma on. Up until that point, everyone was very angry, very disappointed. But of course, we've been here so often before. Um, personally, I can't wait until this season is over. We've got two games to go, Brentford at home next week and then Leeds United in a couple of weeks' time. Um, at this point, I'm thinking if we get any European football at all, I think it's going to be a, a real bonus because whoever cut, does come in as manager, and I know um, you guys have probably spoken or touched on it already about who will be the next manager. Whoever it will be has a huge, huge job on their hands. There's so much to do. Um, and they need backing, they need full backing, and they need a lot of time because there is so much to do at this football club. Um, it's frustrating. And uh, I just feel that um, this season has been an absolute waste in so many uh Respects, you know, three managers that we've gone through. Um, it's just been really frustrating. Um, Craig, have we spoken about the first goal yet? Yeah, we just just covered it with with James, really. But um, obviously, I think it was in the ninth or twelfth. I think James said it was the ninth minute. Um, just bad defending again, wasn't it? It wasn't wasn't the best. Um, but yeah, I mean that whole first half was crap, wasn't it? Really, let's face it. Is he gone again? Oh, Chris! Chris is having a tough time with it. He's having a nightmare. Bless him. He's, you know, tough day <laughs> all around, isn't it? A, 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 bit, just... a bit, a bit like that defence, mate. Yeah, like yeah. We are here. Even even now, you look at the screens here. We got we got a gap in it. That's when Chris goes. Yep. That's when... That, and that <laughs> that that is exactly like that. I mean, Rick, that actually brings us on nicely. I mean. I think you could probably talk about the first half as a whole because it was just shocking, wasn't it? It was shocking, bro. It was shocking that there wasn't no fight. It was shocking that we allowed Villa to play their game. It was shocking that the 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 just the despondency um, uh, from from the boys on that pitch. And you know what? After the after this season, it's been such a really kind of ter- it's been a terrible season, but. You know, listening to Trippier, Trippier came out, what is it, last week? I haven't seen the full podcast yet, but he spoke about the abuse that he got while he was at Tottenham and how low he was while he was at Tottenham. So I don't want to go at the players too much because I think that, again, we have to remember that they are human beings. But we can crit- criticise them and we, we can talk about them being out of form and stuff like that. And I think that the whole team is just out of form. Um I think I think all of their heads are just low. I think it's it's just too easy to pass through us, to play through us. I think we worry about the opposition way too much. Um, I don't think we we have a, a solid base to 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 build from. And no I think leaders. That's obvious. Yeah, no leaders. And I think that if you look at like Hoiberg's comments, I think it was this week when he's come out and spoke about you know. The having no real stability, and you know, uh, Kane's come out and spoken about the culture. Everyone's spoken about the culture, so the players do know they do hear us and they are feeling the same. And 
you know, when our heads drop and we're like, oh, here we go again, it feels like that the boys' heads drop as well on the mm. field. And they're like, all right, here we go again. And, you know, it does take some some professional pride to come back out in the second half and try and do something. But that whole first half, look at it, man. We, we didn't have no shots on target, no attempts. No, yeah. uh, every single cross that we had was overshot um, or underplayed. Um, every time we Rick, got into... Yeah? Rick, do you know what's going on from there? Just sorry to butt in. We didn't no, even no. have a touch touch in the opposition box in that first half, I don't believe. I mean, and, uh, yeah, no, you're right. You know? It was one, wasn't it, in the start of the second half? Yeah, that's it, that's it. There How we go. And, and, and Villa in that first half, they could have scored another two, three. It's not like we didn't have chances. The Harry Kane chance, um, you know, was a good chance. The sunny couple of chances where he hit the post as well. So we had a couple of chances, but I think that the, the confidence and the belief and and everything that you have inside as a professional and and rich can speak about this do you know what i mean as well kind of when you're a professional athlete and that depression and that psyche does come into play how that affects the body how that affects the mind how that uh, affects performances you can just see that it's just rolling around in them and and this is where i think us as supporters come into play you know um we've got a and, and even though it's hard, even though it's it's really kind of, it's really difficult. And if the boys are not up, then it's hard to get the crowd up. But this is where I think that we've got to take notes from crowds like Crystal Palace and crowds like Nottingham Forest, uh, you know, that are kind of fighting and and kind of cheering their teams on to, to kind of eat it through thick and thin. You know, I think that over the, especially the Poch years, um, when we where we was at dining at the top table and we was competing, it it didn't even matter if it was the biggest side in the world. We we would go out to compete at the very least. It's all gonna rye, and I think this is where maybe us as fans, you know, you know that that away support today they sung and they got up and they tried to get them going. I heard, "Come on, you Spurs." I heard, you know what I mean, he's one of our own. I heard loads of songs that the, the, the leave you out. I, I heard loads of songs that the the, the 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 away crowd were putting out there and they tried to G the boys up. But when you get the response that we got back from the boys, it's really hard to keep that energy up because you feel as a fan, if you can't be bothered, then why am I bothered? Do you know what I mean? If I'm even those that are sitting at home, watching at home, it, it, you know, where I am, the sun is shining. The weather's sweet up here, but I've spent my afternoon watching Tottenham and, and I feel like rubbish. I feel mm. like crap. And it's going to take me a minute to kind of, or this show normally, this show kind mm. of letting it out and being cathartic with it, it. It takes me a minute to kind of get back up again and, and have a look at what was positive or what how we can move forward. And I think that that's how the boys are feeling as well with all of those club club decisions, those board decisions. The fact that they didn't even pick up the phone to Pochettino says a lot to me. Do you know what I mean? And and I assume it says a lot to those boys. A lot of the boys that worked under him, I think they know and believe that if Pochettino was to come back in, not only because it's a bigger job than just managing the side, it's a bigger job than just working out a style of football and and a, a way of playing and an ethos and a philosophy. There's so many problems from top to bottom in in, in the club that someone like Pochettino, I think that they believe and I believe for one, 
that he was the man to come in and deal with at least 90% of those. Um, and then Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann gave us hope there as a, a, a somebody who's at the beginning of his uh, career. Yes, he's had some very high-profile jobs, but still very young. Somebody who's got systems with back threes, back fours, four, two, three, ones, all, all you know, adaptation. You know, it's got kind of a style in defending as well as attacking. Even when he was at Bayern Munich, you know, after his first year, he decided to change things and tweak things again and kind of go, no, this is the way that we're going forward. And I think the stat was they only, before he left, I think they only lost like one or three games uh, before he got before he got the sack. So if you're not going to go in for him and if you're not going to go in for a director of football who can kind of make it exciting, you know, you can speak to an argument and go, who do you want to work with? Like, what do you need? But the fact that the club are not even entertaining that uh, is, is depressing in itself. And, and it also kind of, like, I think their PR work has actually worked backwards. So this kind of PR line that, that they've come out with about Nogsman, which was he wasn't even on the list. We're not even looking at him. Um, yeah, we, we don't want nothing to do with him. We don't think he's a man. I think that's even worse than saying that we offered Nogsman, but he said no. If he was the one to say no, I think as, as Tottenham fans, we can all accept that. We, we can all kind of go, look, we see we're in a, in a sorry state. We see we're in a, in a depressive state. And why would somebody of his class and value come in to the club like that and, uh, and we could have accepted it and we could have moved on but to come out with a statement to say that you was never interested you never made the call you never had the interview you you, you don't want to step up to the demands or even listen to, to what he's got to say to, to a solution of how to fix these problems at Tottenham I think that's even worse so yeah. I think that the, the boys are feeling that too and I think that we're seeing that on the field Chris, how's the tour of Villa Park going? Yeah, it's been around Birmingham today. I don't know whether you can hear me okay now, but I'm actually Perfect. someone else's phone. Perfect. Someone else's phone, and I'm right next to the club shop, and I've got the Aston Villa players literally passing me as they leave the stadium now. <laughs> Just to run yeah, all in. Grab one of them. Give them a Tottenham. I tell you, it's been a, a long, long season, and, and and I don't know whether you heard me say earlier. I'm just, I, I feel absolutely drained. I cannot wait until this season is absolutely over, and yeah. uh, have a holiday at the end of this season and uh, just recoup. Um, I don't know where we're up to, and I'm so sorry for all of the listeners and viewers because uh, it's been an absolute shambles on my part. Um, I actually spoke, and I think uh, James, you you uh, very kindly told me that you heard my conversation earlier with one of the uh, stewards or the staff. Um, apparently, the Wi-Fi here is absolutely abysmal and everyone is used to this being here in Birmingham, of all places. Yeah, so, crazy, crazy. Um, I don't know how much of the game we've covered so far, but I wanted to go straight in um, at the uh, half-time booze. There were half-time booze yet again from the, uh, from the Spurs fans. Um, Richard, have you mentioned half-time booze? No, surprise. No. No, I think um, I think it was from um, from the first minute, and obviously the attitude in the ground. You could tell there was obviously that discontent, and then because of the lack of penetration that we had anywhere on the field, the lack of touches in the box, the lack of the lack of actually um, urgency to the ball, the lack of pressing. Then obviously getting to half time, 
I think Ryan definitely needed to try and change something in the changing room and whether that's personnel or the whole mindset about how we're going to move forward. And that really didn't happen until obviously um, the two substitutions that came on and actually did have a little impact for about three minutes. But like you're saying, Chris, it was very evident that you could hear yourself and the rest of the Spurs fans were very unhappy, but not with, not just with the, the players, but also the state of the club. I think that was very evident that you guys that travel to all the away games that kind of give up your weekends to support the club that we love are not understanding the the kind of the kind of support that the the actual players need to give back to the fans and the commitment that they need to show on the pitch. Um so yes it was very evident Chris um but I think it was it was yeah it was always going to come and it's I think it's going to come to the end of the season now because there's so much that's wrong within the club and it's not just the first team. Ricky, right from the very first minute, Aston Villa were on it. This was a huge game for them. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Today, as it should have been a huge game for us, because this, this would have really cemented European football for us today with the three points here. Uh, but Aston Villa, I'll tell you what, as much as uh, you probably all dissed Tottenham today, Aston Villa were, were bang on it, weren't they? Yeah, they were, bro. All credit to them. You know, they came out with a game plan and they came out uh, with, with the bit between, between their teeth to kind of go and secure that European spot. Aston Villa, they were 17th uh, when Emery turned up. And, and look at the resurgence. Um, same group of players and look at the resurgence. Uh, under a well-educated uh, coach, somebody that has actually given them some direction, a way of playing and a goal to go out there and achieve. And um, you can see that, that that was everything that we were lacking. So uh, absolutely, you know, even if we got the draw today, Aston Villa deserved to win. Um, but I think it's, it, it's more of a, a reflection on, on, on us than it is on them because we wasn't at the races. Today was battle for Europe, the, the Europa League. To, it, it was the last cup final, and I know we can't stand cup finals, um, as a club, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was the last kind of thing that they could. It was the last game that they could go out there and go out and achieve something and to put a, to put something down to 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 give us fans some payback after the terrible season that we've had. Um, but again, they just didn't show up. You know, just didn't show up. And like I was saying about the passes, the crosses, everything was either under hit, over hit, blocked. Do you know what I mean? Uh, 
Craig came out with the, st- the, the stats of the first half. We didn't have a shot on target, didn't have an attempt on target. Every cross got blocked. Um, you know, we wasn't in their final third at all. It's just a sorry state of affairs right now. And it's really hard to kind of back your team when you're not getting anything back from the players that are uh, that are dejected, that are depressed, that are, that, are, that are over. They want the season over and done with as well. It was their last opportunity to kind of go out there and, and for three points to mean something. And we wasn't about it. We didn't want it. So that's where we're at. James, let's come to you. After the um, fans booed at halftime, you would have fully expected Ryan Mason and his coaching staff to give those players an absolute rollicking because that first half performance from Spurs was terrible, in my opinion. And you yeah. would expect Spurs to come out fighting. Now, yeah. in the first six minutes of that, of that first, uh, second half, Villa had three chances. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I don't know who saw this from the footage, and obviously you didn't, Chris, but in the footage, you could see them all, you could see a few of them in the tunnel. And it's, even mm. then, they show like an attitude of not really caring too much. A few just dotted around, not really chained to each other. And the Villa, Villa players come rushing out past them and into, onto the pitch for the second half. I was a little bit concerned when I saw that, if I'm honest. But yeah, um, I'm sick of like these having to get to a point where we have to start to really perform because we have two or three goals down. Look what we did at Anfield, for example. We, we would have been the first team, I think, if I'm right, Chris, in, in history of coming back from 3-0 at Anfield uh, and that performance. I'm just sick of having to get to that point for the players to have to perform because they're, they're, all the pressure's gone. So, yeah, I was expecting uh, a little bit more at the start of the second half. But I knew we'd get... You know, we started playing well between minutes 63 and 65 or whatever it was. That was brilliant for two two or three minutes. But why we keep that position before playing is, is beyond me. I, don't, I just don't understand. Um, I was expecting it, uh, a bit of a uh, rock up their asses. Um but yeah, I knew it would at some point. But why do we have to wait for that? It's disgraceful. So, yeah, I was a bit worried when I saw them images. You obviously didn't see them, Chris, but them images about just seem to not be bothered in the tunnel. There are a lot of fans shouting that um, they felt that a number of players today were on their summer holidays already. Yeah. Um, there, there are a lot of frustrated fans. Yeah. Um, Craig, let's come to you. In the 52nd minute, um, Harry Kane had a great chance. Probably our best chance. Uh, well, our first Good chance of the game after 52 minutes. Fell to Harry Kane. Martinez uh, saved, but what a chance that was. You'd expect Harry Kane to bury that. Yeah, you would. I think that was our first shot on target, as you say, Chris, wasn't it? And we, we covered earlier that, you know, we'd had one touch in the box, in the opposition box, as opposed to the, I can't remember what the number was. It was, it was loads more nows, but... 18. It was just... It, wait, yeah, it's just embarrassing, but it, it, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's what Chris said. Villa were just at it from minute one, and we and we weren't, and our players were on on their holidays. And I think when the chance came to Kane, it was almost like, "Well, I've got a chance to score. I haven't had nothing today." And he tried to do uh, that that reverse sort of thing that he always does, where he, he opens his body up and tries to put it in the far right hand corner, and whips it let it whips it to the left. And Martinez obviously um, has seen him do that a million times. I mean, he's a cracking keeper. I'd, I'd like to see him at Tottenham, to be honest. Um, but yeah, he read it perfectly and, and made the save. But you do expect Harry to to um, to bury those chances. But it was just one of those days, and it's one of those days that has been the story of Tottenham Hotspur this season more more often than not. So um, 
I wasn't surprised that we look, we didn't deserve anything out of that game today, as we have many times this season. And that that's that's the main thing that's got to change next year. I don't think the the fans can take a defeat if they can see the players putting in a hundred percent each week. Mm. It goes to, to what Richard was saying about being a an elite athlete. You know, I saw. Uh, I think I'm right, Rich, in the London Marathon. I saw you crossing the line and you could have gone, I mean, I don't know what your time was like comparable to your personal best, but you could have uh, just gone and ignored the person that you helped up and uh, and off the floor. Um, it doesn't seem like our players are helping each other, if that makes sense. Um, For sure. And, you know, it, it's just, I, I, I do feel for, for you, Chris, and, and the many, many, brilliant away fans that travel all over the country, all over the world to watch this club. And this season, I think, would you say, Chris, you felt let down more than many of the seasons you've gone to before? It's been highly disappointing. Highly disappointing. As you all, all of you guys know, I always um, want a trophy. I always want success. Um, I just feel like we are a million, million miles away right now. Um, for those um, people um, watching on YouTube, um, put in all of the comments about me uh, stating I want Ryan Mason as the permanent manager. Um, can I just put this to bed? Because I was on Sky Sports yesterday and they stated, who do I think will be the next Spurs manager? And I think Spurs will go down the route of appointing Ryan Mason. That is what I said. I didn't say I wanted him as the manager. I think everyone who watches this channel on a regular basis and listens to it on an audio platform, you will know that my first choice was Maurizio Pochettino. That looks highly unlikely. Spurs have not contacted Maurizio Pochettino and it looks like he's going to Chelsea, which I'll be absolutely gutted about. Um, but there does seem to be a lot of, uh, a lot of hate uh, about what I said. Um, I think a lot of people have got that wrong. Um, but to be honest, whoever I say who I would like as the next manager, I said Pochettino, a lot of people came for me and said we don't want him. Whoever I say... It's going to upset some people. We are never, ever in a million years going to agree on the next head coach. If I ask all of you on the, uh, on the panel, um, just give me a quick name, uh, Craig. If you could choose any manager to manage Spurs right now, who would it be? Poch. James? Poch. Rich? Poch. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we're all the same, aren't we? We're all the same. Yeah, so but we're, you know, we're all the same, but, but there are a lot of people out there that don't want Pochettino back. But I think whoever um, people want, um, you know, it's gonna, whoever Tottenham hearts for a point, it's going to upset somebody or it's going to upset a lot of people. So it's going to be an interesting appointment, whoever we do appoint, but what a job they have got. They need huge backing. Uh, they need a lot of time. Sorry, I think, Rick, I think Chris... Say... No, go on. I think, Chris, I think, um, and I've reiterated to this probably the last two or three times we've been on, and I think it's um, the frustration in the stands is, is around direction and the lack of direction from the board and, and, and actually the clarity around where the club's going. So I think it's really important when you're talking about like, team sports and teams and, and the components that go into a team that you have that clear philosophy and mission that you're that you you start in the season to try and win something like you say, Chris. You want to win a trophy, but Spurs this season haven't looked like that, and the decisions no. that they're making have been all like uh, flaky or like fluffy decisions. There's no been like real like intent with we're going to go this way, and this is the reason why, and we're going to give this person time. So if they would have been important. Um, 
appointed Ryan Mason as manager and said, look, we're going to go down the Ryan Mason route. These are the reasons why. And in the summer, Ryan and the new director of football are going to have uh, the opportunity to get their own players in place and do X, Y and Z. Then at least the fans would know. The fans do not know. I do not want to go down that route. I don't think he's experienced enough for a club of our size. I think we need to have somebody with experience, hopefully that that has the passion and drive that we do as the fans. If not, they'll gain that through um, hearing us sing in the in, in the stadium and understanding what it means to us. But they cannot leave us hanging until the end of the season because this has been the Spurs' way over the last. 10 years it's like last day of the season last day of the kind of last minute of the transfer window with the with the with the transfers and not appointing people or not buying people early on the club is a shambles at the moment and everybody that watches the teams whether it's a women's team or it's men it's shambolic we need to have somebody come out statement to the fans and say look we appreciate your support Stay with us. This is the direction we're going to go in, and we're going to fully back the team. Also, do you know what? Like, I, I, to, to come out in defence of you a little bit, Chris, as well. We have said for ages, a long time, and both. both I, I mean, you know, I, I've been on this podcast with you for a long time, and we've sat down and we've spoken many a time, and we've spoken about Pochettino and why he was yeah. the right man to kind of come back and take over and, and do the job and, and fix the things that we can't see on the field as, as well as those that are on the field. Um, you know, the fact that the club haven't even picked up the phone to him is, it says a lot, says a lot. It, it, it's disgraceful really, but it, it, it says a lot. And then because it, it, the reasons why he was uh, my number one above Nagelsmann in, in the list is because he loves Tottenham, he bleeds Tottenham, and he's prepared to kind of go through the thick to get to the thin. Do you know what I mean? If we're not going to get him and he's going to go to Chelsea and, and the board are going to allow him to go to Chelsea, then it, for me, it had to be Nagelsmann. For all of the things that I've stated on, on this particular pod while you was cutting in and out before. Now, if we don't go for any of them, the rest of them don't really inspire me. The rest of them kind of come, in my head, it's kind of like, they're going to come in, uh, they're going to be promised A, B, C, D, E, F and G. They're going to get there and realise that the alphabet wasn't even in the equation. And then they're going to have to work with what they've got. When it comes to, down to working with what you've got, that's why myself as well, I was like, well, if you're not going to give it to those two, then maybe Mason is the guy. Now, I agree that his experience is not there. I agree that he hasn't had a full-time job as yet to kind of put his ideas down. With a new manager, they've got to lose a couple of times to actually figure out. And this is in life. It, you know, when we make mistakes, it's up to us to kind of recognize the mistake, admit the mistake, and then learn by it. So the next time that that same scenario comes up, we don't make those same mistakes. So that's the same with managers. When they come in to, to manage for the first time ever, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to fail. But it's up to them to kind of go, okay, cool. This is where I made the mistake, and this is where we can move forward. And this is where we can learn from it. And him being a Tottenham boy, knowing the Tottenham way and, and philosophy and history and all of those things, and him wanting the job, yeah, wanting the job, I think made a difference to me. And that's why I was like, well, if we're going to be this average side, if we're going to be a side that has no ambition, because the board decisions from what we've read and from what we've seen 
have shown us that there is no real ambition. There is no real ambition. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, you would make the right decisions, regardless of your ego or regardless of whether you've got to admit that you're wrong or not. But we're not seeing that. It has to be different this time. And I know I've said this before, but fans, you know, even uh, the, the, the happy clap of fans that I know, they're losing patience. Everyone is losing patience right now. It has to be, it has to be right next time. Well, I, but I, but tell me, tell me how they've got they're going to make a right decision, bro. If we if have to do things targets... differently to what we've done, we've brought in two but, win now managers. It has to be different. You have to do something Chris, differently now. But Chris, I've I've got to the point of acceptance, right? So I've, I said at the beginning of this, I've gone through the whole kind of grief cycle with with my side this, I, well, this season especially, but over the last couple, and I've got to the acceptance where. I'm like, well, we're just an average side and we're not really ambitious. And if we have a cup run, then great. Or if we have a couple of games, then great. But that's where we are right now because that's what the board and the the decisions are showing me. When I see reports that they don't want to even listen to Nagelsmann and his his way of changing things and ripping up the, the sheet and changing things... Then I'm like, well, where are, you, where, where are you going? You just want another yes man or somebody that can do the job for a minute to buy you a, a season or two to get through to the next stage of grief and acceptance again. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm at, at acceptance, but I'm at a depressed part of acceptance because I, 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 I haven't seen my side compete for so long, bro. Just compete. For, for, forget win anything. I'm talking about competing. I'm talking about when there's a goal ahead of you to kind of go at it with everything, every part of your limb and your body to kind of go and make that happen. But we're just not seeing it. Ricky, Does anybody know a bit more about what well, you could? Do you know, anyone know more on this fan advisory board, what it entails and what... what, what? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what it is. What is, is that anything? <laughs> is that a wrong question? <laughs> I don't even know, I, mate. I, I don't know much about it. I know. I, know, I think the the, the tournaments for Sports Trust has got two positions on it. I believe a lot of the, a lot of the places have gone already. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't putting myself. Oh, I just wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure be, you'll get listened to, but you know, I'll be very interested to uh, see who gets those other places. That's all I'll say. Okay. Um, I guess yeah. Can I can I can I just ask all of you um, if you were to guess who Spurs will appoint? Uh, my guess is Ryan Mason, and please do not come for me. Uh, you know, that is my guess. That's what I think Spurs will do. That is the route that I think that they will go down. That is not the route that I would like personally, but that is the route I think they will go down. Ricky, who do you think Spurs will appoint? Um, I mean, probably Big Sam. Um, he'll be out of the job at Leeds <laughs> at the end of the season. He'll keep us um, up. He might do. Um, Steve Bruce is another one. Um, I've said, yeah. I've I've said Ted Lasso would be a great one. Um, yeah. Christian Gross. Christian. Oh, Christian. I think Christian. I think he's still got the return on his uh, train ticket, so I still think he can come <laughs> back on. Uh, and, and on seven up front. Ozzy Arbelas. Seriously, Listen, Rick, who, who who do you think they will appoint? I I honestly don't have a clue, mate. I honestly don't have a clue. And after Potchin Nagelsmann. There's a lot of me that doesn't care because I think we're just going to... I mean, this is just me being depressed, all right? And I'm in that state, do you know what I mean? So that's where my head's at. But I, I've got to the point where I, I, I don't really care right now because I'm like, you're not going to... I don't trust the board to make the right decisions anymore. Do you know what I mean? I don't... They've made so many decisions that have, have been so wrong over these last couple of years 
and when you let Pochettino go like that, when you don't even approach Nagelsmann, I'm like, where's your head at? What, what do you want us to be? You know, so I I, I just don't know. And the, 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 one, the names on the list don't really inspire me, you know. Um, and those managers that could come in, let's say Amarim, let's say Slot, they haven't just got to deal with the football inside. They haven't just got to deal with, with the players. They've got to deal with so much. And they've got to... They've got to deal with the play that all the club signings. So every signing we're going to make are going to be club signings. There's not any manager that is going to say, right, I want Zlatan Ibrahimovic. You're not going to get him. You're, you're, you're going to get like Flatten Flobolobovic. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, he's and, good and though. We're going to have to deal he's with him. I've heard he's all right. I've heard he's all right. But like, th- that's where I'm at right now. I don't know whether they're going to make the right decisions. And part of me feel that the, the, the board right now are like, I think they're so angry and upset and over the fans giving them grief that they're like, you know what? You're hungry. Uh, well, eat this steak dinner. Doesn't matter if you're vegan. You said you was hungry. Sit there and eat it. I've given you something to eat. Stop complaining that you're hungry. And that's how I feel that the board are acting with us right now. I don't know whether that's true. I don't know whether that's just me being in this state right now. But um, I, 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 the, 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 if you're not going to get Poch and you're not going to get Nagelsmann, the rest don't really inspire me. The rest don't really excite me. And I fear that the players will feel that too. Um, so I don't know, mate. I, I really don't know anymore. Rich, who do you think they will appoint? Before I talk about that, Notts County are just about to lift the conference final trophy. I'm not I'm, see that's a smile, Chris. I want you to have one of those smiles of actually as winning a trophy. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think uh, I would have given up YouTube by then. <laughs> Can you zoom in? So you all get to look what one looks like. Can you zoom in on it? I always you're say you're the man to bring us the trophies on this channel. <laughs> um, mate, I um, yeah. If you were, if you to ask me who I truly believe who's going to be the boss, I'm, I'm I haven't actually got a clue. Um, I think they're going to look to go down a a cheaper option. I think because of all the money they've blown on managers, um, and possibly that might be somebody like a Ryan Mason to keep his best mate Harry uh, happy. I don't know. Um, do I think that's the right way to go? I definitely don't. I, I, I truly believe that you need to have somebody at the helm that brings a different philosophy that we've already had. We've had a philosophy over the last two to three years that has been quite toxic. And we need we need somebody that's uplifting the, the team, the crowd, the club, um, bring a different kind of vibe. Going back to your question, I, I actually don't know. I actually do not know, Chris. Um, I hope they don't they don't go for the easiest option because I think it might be a long road of us just being eighth, ninth, and tenth in the league. If that's the case. In fairness, when you brought in Jose Mourinho and then you brought in Antonio Conte, they are two huge managers on huge salaries. Oh. So I don't think it's about money. Um, no, yeah, but I think I, I think they've wasted so much money, and I think you, you know what Daniel's like. He doesn't like wasting a penny, does he? It, it, so, it's, weird, it's weird, though, Rich, that even Chelsea, not interested in Julian Nagelsmann. Why not? I, I don't know. I think you look at the um, the ability that he's had to engage with those top-level players. Now, we haven't got the 
Lewandowski's of this world in our team, apart from Harry, Harry obviously Kane, which his tended tenure at the club might might be coming to a to an end. Um, I think it, certain managers work with certain kinds of players or work with a philosophy where you need to have lots of uh, skills within place to to get the best out of them. Maybe they see somebody that can't develop players and they're looking for somebody that's going to come in that's got that relationship with the academy that brings people through that then can be the likes of a Brighton that works with some of these players but that hasn't worked with us in the past we bought these uh, could be great players in the past and they've been shit so um, all the players we've wasted wasted create like the Bergwines of this world that have come in and just like done nothing for us and we can all name probably 20 or 30 of those those such players. Um, for me, it needs to be somebody that's, that comes in and the first thing they do is speak to the fans about what his intentions are moving forwards and how he's going to bring this club forwards with with youth, with, with the style of play, with enthusiasm, with getting us from where we are now, which is... Six, seven, eight. We're in that. We're not in that top four um, as a as a team on the pitch at the moment. We've got a great training ground. We've got fantastic stadium that we hear about all the time. But the tools on the pitch are just not there. And one thing I will say before I move on, Chris, is leadership. Where yeah. is leadership? Not just on the pitch in the club. Where is the leadership? That I, is but- that is a massive issue. I was going to say, I know James brought up the uh, the subject of the fan advisory board. I think the club will actually enjoy that being in place because they will probably be uh, the connection between the fans and what is actually going on, the communication that is lacking at the moment. And I think that they will be left to, to do that work. Um, James, who do you think will be the next Spurs boss? Not who you want, who you think the club will appoint. Yeah, again, as long as I make it clear, it's not who I want. Um, my guess would be Slot or the one I really don't want that it could be is Brendan Rogers, maybe. But yeah. I really don't want him. But uh, I think that could be an option that they go for. Um, again, most maybe because it's a cheaper option. But uh, yeah, it's going to be one one or the other. But again, as Ricky said at the very start, and I know it sounds rude to answer this way, Chris, and I hope you don't think it's rude. But if it isn't Nagelsmann, it isn't Poch. I don't really, don't really care too much at that point. There's not, no, not only in terms of not getting excited by it. So that's what I mean by that. So it, I think it's why this question has been quite hard to answer for all of us. I think outside of those ones, there's nothing there to excite me for next season. And just we're just all just like dripping to the end of the season and hoping it gets over soon. And I can't see anything exciting me for next season if it isn't those guys that we both, but we all sort of pretty much want out of those options. Um, so yeah, one of those, but not, not excited either. And the cheap, just to just to jump in, the cheap, the cheapest option on the whole list was Pochettino. He was free. You keep yeah. looking for Pochettino 2.0s, 3.0s, etc., etc. You want to tell me that you don't want to pay out for Nagelsmann or you don't want to give him what he needs to kind of do the damn job? Uh, Poch was there on a free. All you had to do was eat some humble pie and kind of and, and reset the whole club. You, you you could have done that with, with Pochettino. You could have actually come out and said, you know what, we've made a mistake over the last couple of years. We're going to admit our mistakes. And what we're going to do is we're going to learn by them and fix them. 
And the best way to do that is to put somebody like Pochettino back in charge and we're going to back him and not make the same mistakes that we've made before. But they refuse to do that, which sends a massive message to all of us fans, which is like, what are we doing here then? What Does anybody know what, what the delay is between Poch and Chelsea? Does anyone know what that? Because that's been going on a long time. Um, I, 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 I think we just get that tiny slither of hope. But what is that delay? Do you know what I think it's yeah. just a respect thing, James. I think a lot yeah. of announcements will happen from um, the 1st of June when the season okay. is officially over. Because I just think it's disrespectful to whoever's managing a football club to then say our new manager for the next season is, right. you know, why you've still got a manager in place. So I think when the season is done, I think that announcement will be made. And I think that all of us will feel, you know, very gutted. You know, certainly uh, regulars on this channel. Yeah, because because so many of you wanted Pochettino, as I do. Um, Craig, who do you think will be the next Spurs boss? Yeah, I'm the same as James. Obviously, this is not who I want. But I I can just I can just see it being Brendan Rodgers, sadly. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't want him. And I feel exactly the same. If it's not Potch or Nagelsmann, nobody else excites me. That might be me being the fact that I said earlier, I don't, I don't know much about the other managers linked, but what I do know of them, I'm, it doesn't excite me at all. And I'm not talking about getting a high-profile manager again. We've tried that. That clearly didn't work both times. Um, I don't know enough about Arnie Slot. I don't know much about Almiron or whatever his name is. And I don't think Jabby Alonso... Uh, uh, he's going to cut it, having no evening management since October, as I said previously. Um, Ryan Mason, as I've said, nice kid. Rather keep him around as a coach, definitely with the first team. I think he'd be a good link. But I, I just, for me, and this is just my opinion, the, the board have got so many things right, but they've got so many things wrong. And this, this, this appointment, as you've said many times, Chris, was probably the most important one in recent history, because we went and got Marina. He was obviously being spoken to before Potts got the boot because he was in place the next morning. Conte, we tried to get in the summer. We all knew about that, and he just left Inter. Let's let's brush over Nuno and that whole farce from 2021. But Conte, we got him in the end, and it was. It, I wouldn't say it come out of left field. It was. It, it was kind of being spoken about for a few days, and then it was only bang. He was in. The Pochettino thing is just bizarre for me because, as you said, Chris, they could have the board could have really taken pressure off themselves. They could have saved face. They, could, I mean, how much more respect would people have had for Daniel Levy if he'd come out on a YouTube video or on a club video and said, "Look, we tried something else. We got it wrong. I'll put my hands up. We're giving Poch a go because he represents the values of our club and a majority of the fan base." How good would that would have? How, how much more respect would people have had for Daniel Levy if they'd heard him say that? All right, some people don't like him and never will like him, and you know, no matter what I, he I, says, can, people want him out. Sorry, Craig. Let me just jump in because a, a, a lot of people, certainly in the comments and on Twitter, in the last twenty-four hours, have come out and said ridiculous statements like, "I never call the board out. I never say anything about Daniel Levy. I, I'm on the the club's payroll. If I am, they owe me a lot of money." By the way. Um, <laughs> And um, I just think that, you know, I've, I've said to so many people that work for the club, I've said exactly that. I said, why don't Daniel Levy do this? Why doesn't he come out and address the fans? You know, I have actually given them, um, you know, I'm just a, a general fan who goes around watching every single game. But I have said, you know, why don't you 
do X, Y, and Z, you know, to please the fans, because we all want to be addressed. We all want to know what the plan is. And it is all about the plan, because at the moment, we're all here wondering what the plan is again next season. And as you have all said, if it's not Pochettino and it's not Nagelsmann, no one feels excited. How does that feel? How does, how does that feel from a board's point of view that none of your customers or none of your fans are going to be excited about the new season unless they have one or two managers? A young, exciting manager has been there and done it, uh, managed uh, great players, managed great clubs. And uh, a former player that took us to a Champions League final didn't spend a penny in 518 days. You know, who would excite a lot of the fan base, who would bring a lot of the fans together again? Um, I completely agree with what all four of you have said um, about those managers, because I think if anyone else does come in, it is going to seem underwhelming. However, when you think about when Pochettino came in, think of how the fans felt then. Not many people were excited about that appointment, but, it, but you don't get appointments like that come along very often. No, no, no. That's, Chris, can I, just, can I just say as well, I, I just think I'd, I'd love to see Levy come out on, on a... On a on, I mean, how would he choose a fan channel? Maybe it'd be great to get him on here, wouldn't it? But, you know, let's face it, I and can't I've see that ever him. happening. Yeah, I can't see it ever happening, but how great would it be to come on? And somebody really pummeling with questions. Difficult questions where he answers honestly rather than just sound bites and talking heads and stuff like that. You, you, you know, get, get to the real crux of the situation. Ask him the tough questions and hear him answer. How much more respect would he have? And if they want to sell the naming rights to this club, then not getting... It just seems to be going downhill. How are you going to sell somebody naming rights if the club's on a downward spiral? It's right. to point potch, in my opinion, and you know, people can say you're wrong, I don't want him back, blah blah. Great, that's your opinion. My opinion is, and I still maintain it's correct, he would have been the man to sort this out 10 weeks ago. You know, he would have been the one, he would have been the one, and we would have now, in my opinion, been in the Europa League spot or even still pushing for that Champions League spot. And we've got it wrong again, the board have got it wrong again. How many times can this board get things wrong? Seriously. Another Sorry, thing but... is, another thing is, um, I thought it was a great shame that um, Daniel Levy did the Cambridge University uh, thing, and I, I, I just feel that Spurs fans need to be in a room with board members, including Daniel Levy, and ask direct questions. As you've said, Craig, you know, why did we do this? Why did we do that? Yeah. What is the plan forward? But we know that those questions will be very uncomfortable, and we know that the club will probably put out videos that um, Daniel Levy knows all of the questions. They're all you know, fully uh, pre-prepped. He knows exactly what he's been asked. Um, and that is how it would be. But with Fabio leaving the football club as well, that leaves that void. Uh, but as I sent, said and mentioned earlier about the fan advisory board, I think that the club will like that because the fans on that board will then relate back to what's happened in those meetings. It will make it easier for them. Um, but decisions must be right in the future. But whether those decisions will be right in all of our eyes will be, you know, very interested. Um, let's go back to the game. Um, Ricky, um, in the 61st minute, I felt that um, it, it did change for us because, of course, um, Skip and Richarlison went off, Basuma and Kulisewski uh, came on. That did lift the crowd because I tell you what, up to 61 minutes, it was pretty... Uh, oh, it, was, it was frustrating in that away end. A lot of people were very angry as well. Um, but that last half an hour, Ryan Mason did make that change and it did give us a bit of excitement in that last 30 minutes. 
Yeah, and it, it did give us a bit of energy. Um, we did see a, a bit of a change in play. You know, uh, Basuma got a few uh, nice passes in there. Slightly, again, slightly over hit. Or, or when they did get through, they was offside. Uh, the forward player. Um, and then there was a bit of energy and zip from Kulazewski as well. We tried a few uh, crosses. He tried a few shots. So there, there, there was... And it was the right time to make those subs as well. It was enough time for them to come on and try to have an impact. Um, so we, we, we did see a, 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 a short spark of energy. Uh, but then it just started to go downhill again afterwards. Do you know what I mean? We, we did get the penalty back. Oh, you'll get onto the penalty, I'm sure. I won't speak about that. But there, there was there, there was an upturn and there was a, um, a spark of energy. It just didn't last very long. And, um, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Um, James, let's come to you. Um, just four minutes after Kulisevsky came on, he had a great chance um, just past the post. Um, would you have gone for Kulisevsky today rather than Rashalison in the starting eleven? Uh, yeah, I would. He, he come out. He come out and said recently, didn't he? He said um, he's going to throw everything into it. He knows his performances have been bad, and he wants to hear his song being sung again. He's going to, and um, I don't know. He excites me a lot more than Rashalison does. Uh, I would have given it. I don't think think Richarlison gave enough uh, in Palace, and I thought Richarlison and Basuma if we are looking for positives, were the two of the only ones, really, for me. When that come on, it was a bit of a change. It was more attacking. So, yeah, no, I was, I was, um, I liked him. Um, he's gone back to his old self a little bit more. Uh, the desire from um, Kulisevsky was incredible, I think, compared to the rest of the team there. Well, as soon as he come on, he just felt like he needed it a lot more. But that surely that, in contrast, shows us what the players should have been doing from minute one. Um, I think people like I think Richarlison and Hoiberg um, were pretty much missing in, in that game for me. So when Kulisevsky does come on and um, showing that desire, I think all fans, going back to again, again what Craig said, what Ricky said, Rich said earlier, as an athlete, you want to see him walking off that pitch absolutely shattered, just just hobbling off that pitch. And I think Kulisevsky obviously wouldn't be because he went on there for long enough, was the only one for me, and maybe a bit of a sumer, to show that desire, to show that fight, to show that want. Um, so, yeah, I think I definitely, I would start him against Brentford, definitely. Craig, let's come to you. Um, and I've got to be quick because I've got to get out of my car park here at Villa Park. So, uh, after 72 minutes, Romero gave the free kick away. Douglas Luis, uh, what a free kick. Fraser Porter got a hand to it, but of course made it 2-0. Um, late on in the game, Harry Kane penalty. Um, tell me what took so long about that decision. Um, well, I think they were checking there was no offside in the build-up to it. I think they, uh, to be to be honest, this might this might you know, people might say I'm talking crap here, but I looking at the penalty, I think Harry, Harry Kane knew exactly what he was doing, and I think he dived a bit into um, the, the goalkeeper's arms. He's very good at doing that, but it, it, it was a penalty. Don't get me wrong; it was definitely a penalty, but he kind of made it happen. He knew exactly what he was doing. If you watch it, he's on his way down before. Martinez uh, actually um, uh, contacts him, so but he was very clever from Kane. Um, but I think I think the time taken was probably in the build-up as as well. So they had two things to look at, um, and look, he, he dispatched the penalty really well. But oh, I would have felt if we'd actually equalised, Chris, I, I would have just thought that we um, we'd probably. Nick, 
stolen a point. Yeah, totally got away with it because, and and in a way, it, it would have papered over some serious cracks again. You know, you know, and uh, we didn't deserve nothing out of that game today. Absolutely nothing. And um, you, you get what you deserve, don't you? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for to all of you uh, for joining us this evening. And I'm so sorry for all of the connection problems. Uh, Richard, I know you've got a, a great event coming up next month. Uh, please tell us about it and where people can find you on social media. Oh, he's on mute. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's because my lad's singing, that's why. He's having a right little sing. He's having a right little sing. Uh, yeah, so I've got an event in Nottingham, Home Pierpon. It's Run With Rich. Um... Andrew, why are you singing? <laughs> it's sad. You need to be sad. It's, it's, rubbish. it's Eurovision final. That's it. Yeah. Eurovision, He's Yeah, so that's on the 18th of June. Uh, but Chris, you are loved as a presenter of this channel. So feel that your, uh, your subscribers, which everybody needs to, by the way, subscribe. Yeah. So I'm like, saying if the players can show the same commitment as what you've shown today, running around Philip Park. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it, man. Yeah, so we all do appreciate what you do, mate. It's uh, it's great and it's always a pleasure. Thank you very much, Rich. And Craig, thanks so much for filling in this evening. Please tell everyone where they can find you. No, no problem, mate. You know, I'm always here to do it. Um, at DM9 on Twitter, if you want to give me a follow, that'd be lovely. Uh, and I'd just echo what Richard said. Um, about Chris, he goes up and down the country following the team, and he is just a fan. He doesn't get paid by Spurs. I can categorically say that. I know that. It's just a, he's just a fan like the rest of us want the best for this club. So, um, you know, please don't give him or any of us abuse. If you don't like what you see, just switch off. It's dead easy, you know. <laughs> but thankfully, most of you are 90, 99.9% of you are really good fans, all with different opinions. But, you know, really appreciate you tuning in and listening to us moan about Tottenham. And hopefully next season it will be a bit better. James, I know you're gigging soon. Thanks so much for coming on. And uh, tell everyone where they can find you and uh, when you'll be at the stadium next. Are you, are you there Saturday? Uh, yeah, I'm there on Saturday's shelf bar, uh, pre and post match. And tomorrow, I don't know if anyone's going, but I've got the Legends game at Bishop Stortford with Harry Redknapp, uh, Jermaine Defoe, uh, all those guys. Um, and I'm playing on the pitch for the first time, so I'm for the for that one. So I'm looking forward to that too. And then on social media, always on the voice of Spurs. But yeah, if not a Brentford game, and I reiterate what everyone says, Chris. Yeah, fantastic fan. Shouldn't be getting the abuse that you're getting. And if the players show the commitment that you showed, just to get even Wi-Fi. I think we'll be doing a lot better. <laughs> Thank you, James. I will see you tomorrow, actually. Right. And uh, Ricky, Ricky, thanks so much for coming on as normal. And uh, what are you up to at the moment? Where can people find you? You guys know where you can find me. You can find me at Ricky J Norwood on Twitter, official Ricky Norwood on Insta. And just to reiterate what the boys have said, do you know what? Like, especially on these type of shows, we respect every single fan's opinion, right? I respect every single fan's opinion. And I believe that everybody is right in their own right. Uh, but you, you have to kind of like respect the other version. If, if my opinion doesn't, doesn't kind of uh, agree with yours, then just respect the fact that Chris or, or Craig or James or Rich, we've all got a different opinion, um, but we all want the same. We all want the same from our team. And for Tottenham as well, we are at a crossroads. Right now is a preview of what could be 
Tottenham for seasons to come. And the board still have it within their hands to, to make a big change and to make a big difference. Because this is the crossroads that we're at right now. Did you just so give us an exclusive there, Ricky? You're going to be on Crossroads instead of EastEnders. Is that an exclusive? Traitor. Traitor. <laughs> Richard, Richard, what's your opinion on uh, Chris's running as a marathon? Oh, terrible. I tell you, yeah. you need to get back in the gym, man. <laughs> yeah, this is for, for anybody listening on audio. This is commitment. You talk about Chris's commitment. He's now running back to his car so he doesn't get locked see in the car. This park. video, so, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he's running. He's like he's, he's like Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, but I think there'll be brighter days ahead. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, Come will. on, you yeah, will. Well, I'm just about to find out whether my car is locked in this car park or not. <laughs> <laughs> we need to stay online then. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'll stay Craig, for that. James, Richard and Ricky, thanks so much for joining me. Good luck. Um, I'm out of breath, actually. Um, <laughs> I will see you on the next one. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, come on, you Spurs. Come on, come on. Yeah. Get home, sir. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.